podcast the show where i cover the least in the best way possible i'm your host jason wells uh very tired at the moment coming off a long day of planting flowers and removing grass from dirt that should have been removed already but that's beside the point uh start off with a little update from me had a lovely weekend in montreal saw lizzo lizzo puts on a hell of a show uh yeah had a lovely weekend with my girlfriend got to see some friends who i haven't seen i mean it's been a couple weeks but always nice to see them and yeah i guess we can talk about what's on schedule for today's podcast so as always we will go over the nfl weekly update and we will be continuing the Hall of Very Good, this time with the offensive linemen and the defensive tackles. Uh, I grouped all the offensive linemen together instead of doing centers, guards, tackles, because uh, it's hard to find uh, these guys who Hall of Very Good, especially because tackles don't really have, or offensive linemen don't really have stats that you can really track to be like, Oh, this guy was good, but, you know, he's not that good. Um, So, yeah, it was hard to find offensive linemen for this. I think I found five pretty good candidates. Uh, For the defensive tackles, kind of the same thing. Uh, They don't show up on the stat sheets, but you know that they make an impact. So I'll talk about the... uh, Talk about those guys in a bit, but... First, let's start with the NFL weekly update. Uh, Starting with the signing, the Broncos have signed Frank Clark to a one-year, I think it was $7.5 million deal. Uh, Solid signing this point into the offseason. I think he'll be playing opposite Randy Gregory. Uh, That defense for the Broncos was very good last year. Obviously, they had a... Bunch of other issues, uh, i.e. Russell Wilson. Defense should still be good. Frank Clark, great addition. Uh, Not really too much else to say. I mean, I think he'll be good there. I think Frank Clark is well past his prime, but solid contribution, solid second guy. Uh... He'll be solid. That's all you can really say about Frank Clark at this point. He will be solid. Uh, Next note up. So Dalvin Cook was officially cut. I don't know if I really reported that last week. I think I did because the report was he was going to. Now he's finally been cut. uh, But apparently he wants $10 million a year. No one is paying him that. No one in the NFL is paying that guy $10 million a year to come run the football for them. Uh, Because people saw that and were like, oh, the Dolphins immediately out of contention, blah, blah, blah. He will be looking at a $4 to $6 million deal wherever he goes. I still think he wants to play for Miami if he is willing to take that $4 to $6 million for this year to play for us. He will be on the team. If he doesn't, 
fuck him. He can play elsewhere. Uh, I would love for him to be a Dolphin, obviously. I think that would put us over the top offensively. I already do like our running back room in general, though. Can't go wrong with Dalvin Cook, though. Uh, Other places that... No, really. I think Dalvin Cook is a Dolphin until he isn't at this point. Um, We have a cut that has already happened. James Robinson has been released from the Patriots after signing a two-year, $4 million deal. Uh, I think this is because they look at Pierre Strong, who is going to be their RB2, and they're liking what they're seeing. And obviously they have DeAndre Hopkins coming in to visit today, which I guess is tomorrow for me. But today, Wednesday, um, Hopkins is going in for a visit. They freed up a little bit of cap room. I think Hopkins is going to be a Patriot. When he does become a Patriot, uh, I will have that conversation. For now, he's still a free agent. But I do think he's going to be a Patriot by the end of this week uh, and by next episode. I can talk about that. I can talk about what a DeAndre or what a Patriots team with DeAndre Hopkins means for the rest of the league. Uh, Spoiler, not much. Uh, Next note up, Daniil Hunter of the Vikings. Uh, There are trade rumors circulating. 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 Yeah. yeah, trade rumors circulating. He's only uh, supposed to make $5.5 million this season. That is an absolute steal for anyone. Quite literally anyone. Like, any contending team should be jumping on that. Um, the Vikings are kind of in this weird middle ground where I think they could still be a playoff team, still be a good team this season, but it seems like they're more interested in acquiring assets more than trying to contend this year. I mean, I don't blame them. I think that they know that last year was a fluke. Uh, They won't get that amount of football luck again, uh, I guess you should say. So I think it's a good move for the Vikings to move him. Obviously, they're not going to pay him. I did like that defensive line that was going to be Hunter, Marcus Davenport, who they just brought in, and then they got some big fucker there in the middle of defensive tackle. But uh, without Daniil Hunter, I don't like this Vikings defense whatsoever. Uh, Yeah, I I don't think the Vikings are going to be bad by any means, but I think that they will be hovering around 500. I don't think their floor, I don't think their ceiling and their floor are that different, if we're being honest. But... Uh, Daniil Hunter on the trade block. Uh, Next note up, a little bit different news. We have the XFL. Uh, Apparently the XFL uh, lost $60 million this season, and a bunch of people were freaking out, being like, oh, of course, it's going to fail, blah, blah, blah. No league can compete against the NFL. Uh, It's failed before. Why would it work now? Uh A lot of these people don't realize that when you start a new business or a new enterprise or whatever, uh, you you are going to take losses those first couple years. The XFL is fine. I think the XFL did great, all things considered. Do they need to tweak a few things? Sure, I think they will. But people saying, oh, 
This is going to ruin The Rock. No, it won't. The XFL is going to be fine. I think it's going to work great as a feeder league into the NFL. And hopefully Canadian cable packages can pick up a couple games because I would like to look at these guys who are going to the NFL, who I've heard before. But all I know them are guys who hire picks in the NFL, who flamed out, and now they're in the XFL doing great. And now they got tryouts again for uh, training camp coming up. So I hope the XFL sticks around. I think it will. And last note up, uh, Madden 24. So I announced last week that Josh Allen was going to be on the cover. I was early on that news, but I was also right on time because by the time the episode dropped on Wednesday, the news was broken. So look at me being a newsbreaker, even though that news was already out there. Either way, Madden 24. Started off with, oh, ooh, it looks like they fixed their like trading for franchise systems where instead of, you know, they gave you like the three slots and you can't really trade for anybody with three slots. They opened it up to six now. So uh, some guy I saw, he's like, I put Pat Mahomes on the trade block and he got an offer from the Texans where it was Laramie Tunsil, four first round picks and a second. And it's like, yeah, obviously you would never trade Patrick Mahomes, but that's at least a fair deal. So I like that they're making the trade block a lot better in franchise. But then they go and they fucking ruin it with that Pat Mahomes diving throw that was an incompletion. It was an incompletion and they put it in the game as some fun whatever. And good on the developers for trying to have fun with the game. No one asked for this. Literally no one asked for this. I saw a video of someone, I guess uh, they're doing the beta testing right now with the game. And I'm pretty sure his video got copyrighted on Twitter. So the video is no longer there, but... It was him using Josh Allen, scrambling to the right, throwing a dot 20 yards on a rope, diving, caught. He could throw it 45 yards. Not a problem with that diving throw. Uh, could throw it cross-body, running to the right, throwing to the left. Didn't matter. You could even scramble to the left and then still throw diving with your right, and it was still a completion. So it's already broken. It's just a stupid thing to add to the game. You know, you literally... Every year Madden does something incredibly stupid and I cannot wait for their contract or EA's contract to run out with the NFL and finally have some competition from other game developers because Madden fucking sucks. Madden is a very bad game. Honestly, most games EA makes are all terrible. They're all just rehashes. There's no thought put into them. There's no effort put into them. It's just, let's make Ultimate Team good and make a shit ton of money. Is what it is. Uh, but yeah, that is the NFL Weekly Update. Okay, Hall of Very Good Time, Edition 3. We're going to the trench trenches, as I've mentioned. Uh, we got offensive linemen and we got defensive tackles for today. I'll do edge players and linebackers. For next week and then I'll finish off with the DBs the corners and the safeties we're not going to do special teams because I mean there's barely any special teams in the Hall of Fame to begin with so they're all they're all Hall of very good in my mind 
not true. Uh, fuck Billy Cundiff. That guy cost me like $1,200 when I was 11 years old. Maybe a story to get into from another time. But uh, yeah, as I said, kind of hard with especially the offensive line to find these guys who played for this long. So I have some names that if you followed the NFL for a while, you should realize or you should recognize at least. But uh, I'll start off at number five with Jordan Gross, uh, 11 year career, three time Pro Bowler, one time All Pro. Uh, long-time player for the Panthers. And yeah, this is kind of where it's hard for me to talk about these guys because all I can say is, yeah, they were solid, didn't give up a lot of sacks. They were good for a very long time, great for parts of their career. Uh, But yeah, starting off at number five, we have Jordan Gross. Uh, I think these offensive linemen, I won't have much to say because... They're the most underappreciated guys on the field. They don't get the recognition they deserve, and they do a fucking hell of a job. So Jordan Gross, number five. Uh, moving on to number four, we have Michael Roos, uh, 11-year career, one-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. Uh, spent his entire career with the Titans. This man was a monster. He was six seven. I think he was... Oh, what did his Wikipedia say? He was Austrian, or he was Polish, or he was something like that. Uh, But yeah, excellent career. Spent his whole career with the Titans. Was solid every single year with the Titans. Obviously had a few great years with those All-Pros, but uh, Michael Roos, number four. Uh, Moving on to a name that people should know, but we have Max Unger. Max Unger, longtime center for the... uh, Seahawks, then Saints. He was part of that trade that the Seahawks traded Max Unger to the Saints for Jimmy Graham, I believe. But either way, uh, 11-year career, three-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, one Super Bowl win with those uh, Seahawks when they beat the Broncos. Yeah, just, again, solid player, great career. Uh I don't. I think if the Seahawks, I think they kind of regret making that trade because after he was moved, the Seahawks' offensive line was bad, bad basically until last year after they traded uh, traded for Jimmy Graham. So Max Unger at number three. Uh, at number two, we have Andrew Whitworth, uh, longtime Bengal, then longtime Ram, uh, just recently retired after the. Uh, Super Bowl that they just won with the Rams in 2021. So 16-year NFL career for Andrew Whitworth, four-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, and obviously Super Bowl champion with the Rams. Uh, I think it was hard for a lot of these offensive linemen to get the recognition they deserved when, I mean, I can't think of anyone else off the top of my head, but Joe Thomas was in the league when all of these guys were playing, obviously. And Joe Thomas was automatically first-team All-Pro, Pro Bowl nomination. Like, always took around, or always took away one of those spots anyways. Uh, Andrew Whitworth, I mean, obviously, 16-year career. And every single year, that man was very good at his job. Very, very good at his job. Sometimes great at his job. Uh... I don't think I'd ever put him as one of the best tackles in the league at his point. Was he top five? Yeah. The best? I don't think he got there. Either way, hell of a career. Uh, 
and he is on the Hall of Very Good. And at number one, uh, we have Logan Mankins, a uh, longtime Patriot, 11-year career, seven-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, made the Hall of Fame 2010s All-Decade team, uh, which that's a great accomplishment in itself. But uh, yeah, you might have noticed I did not list off a Super Bowl for Logan Mankins, even though he spent his entire career with the Patriot Patriots. He... His career started in 2005. Uh, that might be right. Either, either way. He missed the first three years of those Super Bowl uh, teams with the Patriots. Spent his entire career with the Patriots. Went to two Super Bowls. Obviously lost both to the Giants. And then by the time the Patriots won the next one, he was gone. He was retired. So uh, Logan Mankins might have been a bit of a curse for the Patriots at that point. Who's to say? Either way, great career. One of the best. Uh, one of the best guards of this generation. He has a chance at the Hall of Fame, I think. So does Andrew Whitworth, in my mind. But I think they'll both fall short, or, or they'll both be in in like twenty years or something like that. Which that's just kind of like a legacy. They do have the senior vote. Maybe one of them will get into the the senior ballot, as you should, or as I'll call it. Uh, let's start off with the defensive tackles. Starting off at number five, we have Albert Hainsworth, 10-year career, two-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro. Uh, was absolutely phenomenal for the Tennessee Titans back in the uh, the early 2000s there. And then he signed a massive, massive, massive contract to go play for Washington and... He just stopped trying. He got his bag. He was like, I'm good. Taking plays off. Not even really. He quite literally did not try on the field. But at his peak, he was one of the best defensive tackles in the league. He got paid like it. And then he just said, peace out. I'm just going to cash my checks and do the bare minimum. And then he was out of the league in a few years. But Albert Hainsworth, at his peak, was one of those guys. He was great. Uh, coming in at number four, we have recently retired Gerald McCoy, uh, 11-year career, six-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro, uh, a long-time Buccaneer, unfortunately never made it to those uh, Tom Brady Buccaneers teams where, um, yeah, unfortunately he didn't get a Super Bowl, but 11-year uh, career, yeah, I, I just said that. Uh very good pass rusher from the interior. Uh, I think he had a couple nine, eight sack seasons, which is very good from the defensive tackle position. Uh, career was cut short due to injuries once he left the box. Uh, he had stints with the Panthers, then Cowboys, and then Raiders, and he could never really stay healthy for any of those teams. But either way, he he, he had a great career. I, I always loved watching him play. He was a force on the on those Bucks defensive lines. Uh, at number three, we have Lodi Nada, uh, 12-year career, five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, spent the majority of his career with the Ravens, then went to the Lions, finished his uh, career off with the Eagles. Just a run stuffer. Those Ravens teams with Lodi Nada, Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs, Ed Reed, uh, those defenses were a force. Haloti Nato was a force. 
great run stuffer. I mean, just great in the trenches in general. Uh, I always loved watching him play. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, Oregon, Oregon grad too. Maybe not grad. He's probably graduated from there by now. Either way, he was an Oregon guy. I'm an Oregon guy, even though I'm from fucking Ottawa, Canada. But oh well. Haloti Nada, number three. Moving on to number two, we got Geno Atkins. Geno Atkins, 11-year career, eight-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, and was a member of that Hall of Fame uh, 2010s All-Decade team. Uh, It's just unfortunate that Geno Atkins had to play on the Bengals for his entire career. Uh, He was great. He... Easily a top three defensive tackle in the league for a long period of time. Him and Aaron Donald and... Who else can I add to that group? Cam Hayward, maybe? Either way. uh, Geno Geno Atkins was the lone bright spot on those Bengals defenses uh, throughout the years where... It was Andy Dalton and A.J. Green leading the uh, the offenses out. But those Bengals teams were not very good. Geno Atkins was very good. Do I think he might have an outside shot at the Hall of Fame? Sure, I think it'll be tough uh, considering just all, all of the talent and all of the Hall of Fame guys that you know are going to make the Hall of Fame. Uh, it might be a while. Could he get there? Potentially. And at number one, we got Leroy Glover. Uh, where was he drafted? Fuck, I just read this too. Uh, spent the majority of his career with the Saints, then went on to the Cowboys. I think he was he was drafted by... I can just look this up. Let me look this up. I knew I was right. I knew I was right. He was drafted by Oakland, uh, was a fifth-round pick. Was then cut, didn't make the team. Spent the 1997 season with the Barcelona Dragons in the World Football League. They won the championship there. Uh, went to the Saints, and then, yeah, the rest is history. 13-year career, six consecutive Pro Bowls, four-time All-Pro. Uh, had a 17-sack season in 2000. Led the league in sacks. As a defensive tackle, that just doesn't happen. Leading the league in sacks as a defensive tackle? Absolutely insane. Also, uh made the Hall of Fame 2000s all-decade all team. Uh, I remember playing with him in NFL Street. He would have been at the Cowboys at this point, but he was a force in that game. Wasn't one that was towards the back half of his career if he would have been NFL Street 2000, if there, was, there wasn't one. But if he was the 2000 version, he'd probably be the best player in that, best defensive tackle in that game. Uh I still can't get over a 17-sack season from a defensive tackle. Uh, crazy. And, I mean, even crazier that he was a fifth-round pick, got cut, went to go play for fucking Barcelona for a year, and then three years later, he's leading the league in sacks. Uh, someone who I've definitely read up more uh, as I was prepping for this. Because, uh, again, one of those guys that I've heard but didn't realize he was that fucking good... Uh, and obviously he should be included on this list. Leroy Glover, number one, Hall of Very Good. And yeah, I guess that'll do it for this episode. Definitely a shorter episode. 
there's literally nothing happening right now in the league. Uh, yeah, it's as easy as that to say. There is nothing going on. Um, a lot of people are holding out right now in OTAs. Uh, I know the Pats have a couple players. I know Connor Williams is sitting out for the Dolphins. Uh, Diggs is sitting out again. It seems like he just sits out every year, so who really cares? Uh, and I, I'm not going to talk about the holdouts because it all boils down to player X wants to get paid and the team doesn't want to pay them right now. And obviously they don't want to go to OTAs without a contract and potentially get hurt, and that's that. Um so yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode. Hoping next week I get some bigger NFL news to talk about, i.e. DeAndre Hopkins, i.e. Dalvin Cook. Because yeah, other than that, I don't know what, maybe some other free agent moves, because there's still some decent guys available. Marcus Peters, Yannick Ngakwe, uh... That's all who I can really think of off the top of my head, but there's guys out there. So NFL teams, start making those moves because I need shit to talk about in June. But um, if you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time.